This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. Once again, I'm having so much fun with this study as today we get to transfer from the letter Zaddy to the letter Kuf. And wow, we're going to step up our game. <laughs> the Zadik is so amazing as it has to do with righteousness. But now that hopefully we have that righteousness and we now can get close to God, and that has everything to do with letter Kuf and the idea of holiness, which is what that letter is going to represent in so many different ways. But as we study this letter, I think you will agree with me eventually that... <laughs> It has everything to do with time and space. In other words, how much time, how much of a priority is God in our life, and how close do we get to God does lead to holiness. And this is so beautiful as we get, first of all, the first verse in the Kuf section was going to be the wisdom anointing. So the wisdom of the letter Kuf, again, with this idea of holiness and uh, time and space. Here we go. So... Verse 145 in English, I cried with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. And again, we've been down this road, interestingly, in the Aleph section, which when you look at the Aleph, it's the letter, um, the first letter of of the Hebrew alphabet, which represents the number one. And then you may know that that when we get to the Kuf, that that letter stands for 100. Like the Yud is 10, and so it's kind of cool that you go from the Aleph, which is 1, to the Yud, which is 10, and now when we get to the letter Kuf, we get the idea of 100. And so as we ended the uh, verses in the Aleph section, you might remember, I will keep thy statutes, was the way that that last verse was. Well, now we pick up that idea again with the letter Kuf, with 100, where he says, I cried with my whole heart. Now that word cried there in Hebrew could easily be translated as I called with my whole heart because it is like the word that God used when he called the light day and he called the darkness night or when he called Adam, you know, the name Adam, when he called for him in 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 the garden and when Adam called the animals by name, that's the same word. And then interestingly, when he says, hear me, O Lord, that word here is the same thing as answered. And so you could translate it here, that you could say that I cried and hear me, but here we also have the idea of calling, or that I called on the name of the Lord and he answered me, right? And so it's really cool that that word statutes, that we've talked about the hukum, the high hard ones, that letter, excuse me, that word is a het and then a kuf with this idea of holiness, of being close to God. So you know, it's kind of a neat thing to just process in your mind. What does it look like when you cry out to God with your whole heart, when you call on the name of the Lord with your whole heart and wanting him, wanting him to hear you, wanting him to answer you, and that you're going to keep these commandments that are near and dear, the hard ones that are, that are impossible to keep, but this is what you're asking to do. And so, you know, I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention last week, and I saw a picture of this. It's just absolutely remarkable, and I wanted to relate it because I think when you see this, you get an understanding of 
why the the wisdom that's involved with this idea of growing close to God in this way, when we cry with our whole hearts that we want to be able to keep these hard statutes that we really don't know how to do. So uh, Mike Zwick, who I do a radio show there with, he, he brought this young lady over and he said, Robbie, this girl had been a man for seven years. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness. And, and so she had book a, wrote a book called Transgendered. And I had an opportunity to interview her and hear her horse, whole story, which was more than miraculous. Um, when you hear the end of this, I think you're just going to be absolutely delighted in what God did. But the way her story went has everything to do with this verse, in my opinion, that, you know, when she was younger, um, her father was an alcoholic, distant, you know, not very close to in the family in any way, but he wasn't abusive, but just distant. And her mother was a bit of a, a critical and, and hard to get along with to some extent, but her older brother was an athlete and the, you know, the star of the family and he got all the attention. And so, you know, she became intensely jealous and wanted to be like him and that, you know, he was the man and he could, she could see that that was something better than what she had in, in her life. And then as she entered her early teen years, um, unfortunately, some boys took advantage of her needing to be loved and uh, took bad advantage of her and then treated her horribly. And you get the picture of this bad situation. And she thought, you know, if I was a man, I would never treat a girl like this. And so she made a vow that she would be the man. And so as she came of age, she really went all out to be a man. She literally had her breasts removed. She removed her ovaries. She started taking male hormones. She grew a beard. She had a partner. I mean, she was a man. And her name was Laura, but she changed her name to Jake. And so she became a full-fledged man, had a partner. This was the way she was living. But beautifully and wonderfully, her mother came to Christ. And when her mother came to Christ, it was a real transformation. And she became a beautiful, gracious mother who loved Jake, in spite of the fact that Jake was now a man, in beautiful ways and, you know, encouraged him um, and, and loved on him. Essentially, no longer critical, but now finding ways to encourage Jake um, as she came to Christ. And then she saw that Jake was good on the computer, and so she said, Jake, can you help me with my Bible study? And, and so as Jake began to help her with her Bible study, with her mother, with her Bible study, uh, she started to read the Bible, and next thing you know, you know, like God's Word never comes back void, she falls in love with Christ. And so Jake becomes a Christian really in a man's body to that extent, the way it was going on at that point in time. And, you know, like God says, you know, I'll catch him. And <laughs> I mean, and then, you know, he'll clean him. So she came to Christ in this state, but then, you know, she kept drawing closer and closer. Her cry was, God, you know, teach me your statutes, right? I will keep your statutes. Well, after two years of giving herself to Christ and becoming more Christ-like and the Holy Spirit working on her, becoming the image of her son, of his son, um, one day she said, Jesus, I just want to give you everything. I want to give you everything. And he said to her, can you give me back my creation? And then he said, you know what I call you. And she knew in her heart that he did not call her Jake, but he called her Laura. And, and so over the next coming months, she said it was hard to face. It was really painful. Her memories as a woman were very painful. 
But she pushed back into that. She quit taking the hormones. She grew her hair back out. And, and she became Laura again in every way, shape, or form that she could become Laura. Um, and, and walking with Christ and actually um, joined a transgendered ministry to help other people with, with a sexual orientation and, and comforting others with the way that she's been comforted. But I want you to think about what she did when she said, Lord, I want to give you everything. I want to be all that you want me to be. You know, when we open our, our hearts to that secret door that we, he can have every other part of us, but he can't have that, that is the hookum. That's that place that's hard to get to. And when we call on the name of the Lord and we cry out, right, hear our prayers, help us to go that place we can't go, right? And, and that's just a beautiful picture to me of what the psalmist is saying here as we enter into this idea of holiness is, is everything, in my opinion, to do with time and space. In other words, we spend more time as we grow closer to God, you know, we get to take off our shoes and stand on that holy ground so we can get as close to him as we possibly can. Thank you for listening.